Hello, my podcast family, and welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Happy Saturday. I hope you are doing well today, that you're going to take some time to do something very special for you, or maybe tomorrow on Sunday, have some ice cream or something, I don't know, but do something to celebrate you, the caregiver. Today we're continuing on with our look at Psalm 119. Today we're looking at verses 113 through 120. And of course, reading from the Common English Bible. I hate fickle people, but I love your instruction. You are my shelter and my shield. I wait for your promise. Get away from me, you evildoers. I want to guard my God's commandments. Sustain me according to your word so I can live. Don't let me put to shame. Don't let me be put to shame because of hope. Support me so I can be saved and so I can focus constantly on your statutes. You discard everyone who strays from your statutes because they are dishonest and false. You dispose of all the wicked people on earth like waste. That's why I love your laws. My body shudders because I fear you. I am in awe of your rules. You know, I also dislike fickle people. (laughs) Do you? I think this section starts off kind of funny, don't you think? I mean, it's as if the psalmist is just fed up with seeing the hypocrisy around him. It sounds as if he is questioning everything that's going on around him. Remember, we still think that this was written during their exile. And so what he's seeing the Babylonians do, you know, his captors, as well as his fellow Israelites who are not following the law. And so therefore he cries out that he hates fickle people. We can understand his frustrations and perhaps his anger, can't we? I mean, we too get frustrated from time to time. We grow weary of the injustice we witness, the disappointment with broken systems, broken relationships, and the disparity even within Christianity. We could all throw up our hands and just give up. But our psalmist doesn't do that. No, the very next statement that he makes serves as his grounding rod. He goes back to God's instruction. He is consistent with this theme, right? God's instruction, statutes, precepts, his word are never changing. And it is the only thing that we can be assured of to have a firm foundation. Our psalmist waits for God to fulfill his promise because he knows that there is stability in God's word, in his instruction. And so that gives him a sense of calm and peace that allows him to wait for God to fulfill the promise that he stated. In verse 114, It's as if he's being attacked, like perhaps he's hearing voices of his accusers or, you know, his enemies' voices, or maybe there are people in the room with him because he's speaking out to them directly. But, you know, we all hear voices. We can listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, which guides us in the truth of God, or we hear the voice of our flesh, which is self-indulgent, and very demanding. And then we can hear 
and listen to the voice of the enemy. And we all know that voice because that's the voice that tells you that you're a failure, that you'll never achieve anything, that you're not a good caregiver or you're not a good parent or you just fill in the blank. Those negative thoughts are from the enemy attempting to make you doubt what God has placed in your heart, to make you doubt what God has asked you to do. So our psalmist reacts out loud to those voices and commands them to leave him alone. He's not crazy. He's a man who understands that when it comes to spiritual warfare, sometimes you do need to speak out loud and tell the enemy to get behind you. Just as Jesus did when Peter declared that he would hinder Jesus from entering Jerusalem. It wasn't that Peter was Satan, but that unknowingly Peter was aligning himself up with Satan's desires to stop Jesus from his mission. And you see, the enemy has the same old playbook, same old tactic with us to stop us from moving forward in God. But he doesn't know that we, as God's children, have a foundation in his word, which also guards our hearts. This means that we can stop the enemy's schemes because we're fully armed, right? Arming ourselves with the fact that we know that we're saved, that our salvation is secure, and so we walk in truth. And we're fully covered in righteousness, that our faith is a shield of protection, and that we are actively meeting our attacker with the Spirit of God that dwells within us. No, we're not afraid. But just as our psalmist cried out for them to hush, to be quiet, we can do the same. Our psalmist cries out to God not to allow the hope that he has placed in God's word and his obedience to God's word to be in vain. He wants God's favor because of his faithfulness. And God will be faithful to those who follow him. Then it's interesting because our our psalmist's attention kind of goes back to those fickle people (laughs) who now he identifies as dishonest and false, which I believe are his fellow Israelites who aren't adhering to the word. But he also says anyone who does not honor God's word, his law, that he considers them to be dishonest. And he knows that God's justice will prevail and therefore he will continue to love God's law and to keep his instruction. It's interesting that because he is aware of God's justice, that this both frightens him and causes him to reverence God even more. And I can understand this because when I think of my relationship with God and how close he is to me and how I can talk to him and his protection and his love and his provision, sometimes it's hard to remember that one day there will be a judgment, that people will be held accountable for their actions, that I will be held accountable. This both makes makes me shudder as well as rejoice and honor God. Because it reminds me of who he is. And that while he is both loving and kind and and good and all those other, you know, adjectives, adverbs, I don't know. He's also holy and just. So it's not an anything goes 
with our God. There is a way in which he invites us to live. And we can either choose life according to his will, or we can choose not to. Jesus says that he sets before us life and death and then urges us to choose life. Today, let us rejoice in God's goodness. Rejoice that he has been so good to us while praying for the people who have not chosen life in Christ yet. Let us squash the enemy's voice that reminds us of how hard this season is. Instead, speak out loud that you are a daughter or son of the Most High God and that there isn't anything that you can't do with Christ's strength, which is within you. We have Christ's strength within us to accomplish anything that is set before us. And so today we will not listen to the negative voices in our head. We will not listen to the people who are telling us what we can't do or that this won't happen. No, we will listen to the voice of God, which urges us to go forward, which compels us to continue to trust him which celebrates us walking by faith and not by sight. And at the end of the day, I want you to fear your Lord and to love him and to continue to be obedient to what he has called you to do. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day, this beautiful Saturday. We ask that you allow us some rest and some peace as we continue on this caregiving season. We ask that you help us to rejoice at how good that you have been to us throughout this season. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for your provision. And we thank you for your peace. We thank you for continuing to seek out a relationship with us And we thank you for allowing us to continue to say yes. Help us to always keep our hand firmly planted in yours and to go where you lead. Help us to not listen to the voice of the enemy, which consistently tries to tell us everything that is the opposite of what you would have for us. Help us to not rejoice in those who are doing wrong but to pray for them as you have instructed us to do. That not only they come to know you and recognize you as Lord and Savior, but then that their behavior changes, their attitudes change, and they become more kind and that they walk in the fruit of the Spirit. But in order for them to walk in the Spirit, Lord, they need to come to you, but we also must demonstrate what being children of the kingdom means. So ask we ask that you help us to walk in love, joy, patience, kindness, humility, self-control, and gentleness. We ask you to help us as we continue to care for our loved ones to not grow so frustrated with them that um, we do something that would harm the relationship. We want it to be an ever-growing relationship with them so that they know that they are loved, that they are loved by you, and that they are loved by us. 
help us to mend broken relationships and help us to lay everything at your feet this day cover us with your mercy and your grace Lord this we ask in Jesus name amen All right, podcast family, enjoy your Saturday, and I will see you on Monday. Now go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.